Welcome to the FUMS Now podcast show, where you'll gain information, inspiration, and motivation for living your best life with multiple sclerosis. Find us online at FUMSnow.com. I'm your host, Kathy Reagan Young. Today's guest is Kathy Chester. Kathy is the owner of Disrupt Fitness Gym, the host of the Move It or Lose It podcast, a personal trainer, an MS personal trainer, and an autoimmune trainer. She currently trains clients that have Alzheimer's, scleroderma, and other autoimmune issues, and MS, of course. Did I also mention that she herself has MS? Well, she does. She's truly an inspiration, so let's go meet her. Hey, Kathy, welcome to the FUMS podcast show. Thanks so hey, much Kathy. for being here. Hi. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, Kathy. Very, very fun to be here. Kathy, Kathy, yes. Yeah, the Kathy. They're like, are you the Kathy Chester? I'm like, no, I'm not the Kathy Chester. I'm Kathy Chester. <laughs> not Kathy Reagan. I'm Kathy Chester. So all yeah. want, but. There's lots of, right. There's lots of us around. So, yes. um, okay, let's get into it. If you don't mind, would you please share your, your MS DX story, your diagnosis story, and what so, you were doing prior to your sure. diagnosis too, just bring us So diagnosis or before diagnosis, when you had symptoms that no one knew, I would say, um, that started for me in about early nineties. Um, mm. I started to feel a lot of numbness. Um, and then with each pregnancy, it got worse. And, um, the last, I have three children, two boys and a girl, the last one, Pregnant, you know, pregnancy was great. Hormones yes. felt awesome. I was like, I so can do good. anything. I know, um, girl. If I could just right? stay pregnant and it didn't result in another child, I would stay yes. the rest of my life. I mean, if if um, I was doing Tybo, I'm aging myself, but oh I was doing God. Tybo with my youngest and feeling just amazing. And you know, a few weeks after, all of a sudden, I started to notice. So all of a sudden, much. I wasn't feeling so good and. So that was interesting. I, I went to a doctor that my mother-in-law was um, worked for a rheumatologist at the time, and he saw rheumatoid stuff. But what was ironic about that is the things I was coming to him with were numbness and um, things like that, that I had already lost sight of my right eye for just like a day or two. So I asked about that. So it was clear, like MS stuff that... Yeah. I was having, now I do have rheumatoid, um, but that came on, that was the first diagnosis and MS wasn't even out there. Mm. Um, so then fast forward a couple of years later and I'm still not feeling better. I'm still getting, or now I'm numb from my shins down and I've got weakness in my body. I was a trainer at the time and a pastor's wife. So I would, I would try to do a boot camp thing, and now all of a sudden it, the coordination wasn't there. Mm. Um, cognitive stuff for me in the very beginning. So, um, I told the story how I met my cousin, um, and I'm in Michigan. So we met like midway and I just began to follow her back home instead of going home. No idea why. And I Mm. got there and I was like, I don't know why or what I just did. Mm. So things like that, helping my kids with their homework. All of a sudden I had no ability to add two numbers together. Mm-hmm. Writing, we talked about that. Yeah. I, I love writing. I love reading and writing became very difficult for me. So those were some of the things. And so we're now at like 
1999 and you know that you get the glossy pamphlet what would you like to be on um, yes you so. choose because you've been to medical school <laughs> right well let me see i'm going to i'm going to go home and look through my medical books and um let me see so yeah crazy at the time they gave me two options so i watched the vhs tapes of uh, my two <laughs> options and the lady strolling on a bicycle i was like Mm-hmm. And then uh, a look slow, too bad, does it? Like, <laughs> slow walk. And I'm like, Ooh, this is my life. And so being so young in my twenties, it was, it was pretty scary. Um, at that time that we finally had it all, I had already had the three kids. I was, you know, now we're fast forwarding to 30. And so I'm trying to understand what this all is. And prior to that, just trying to figure out what in the world I had. And what was going on? So you're an overachiever. You have rheumatoid arthritis and MS. The two that don't go together. Somehow I'm just the lucky person. Overachiever. Yeah. Right. Explain to me how, because I know you kind of found a career path thanks to that diagnosis, right? So how did that fit in? Um, I would say in the beginning, I did things that we all did. I wanted to pretend like I wasn't sick. So during that, I did my normal job. Um, at the time as a pastor's wife. And I actually um, was getting out of, I was in corporate travel, but I was getting out of that and doing more because when you're a pastor's wife, it's, you know, two for the price of one. So you are, (laughs) you are there for everything. right? Right. So I actually found for me working with the women and the youth group, I I really enjoyed. So Mm -hmm. I knew that there was a part of me that was loving speaking. So I was going around to different states, different places and speaking. I also noticed that, man, I would get this vertigo and just not feel so great after a plane ride and what's going on with me. So I would say as a pastor's wife with MS, I would learn to have some humor with it on my own. So mm-hmm. as you can, as you can relate to the cog, the fog, Cog fog. fog that we got. So, yeah, <laughs> that I just had. Um, I would have them come with me, like to really be present with me. So I would be speaking about women's issues and I would say, now I have MS, I'm going to lose words. So I'll know if you're not listening because I expect you to chime in with the word. Yeah, right. So <laughs> it was a way to know, like, are you listening? Did I lose you? And and learning, you know, what is my career path going to look like? And And in the beginning, it wasn't, I was training, I was jumping all over, I was keeping up with all of the clients. I wanted to look very professional. I wanted to be able to, um, you know, jump up, do box jumps and run marathons. And I refused to give into what my body needed. I didn't even really understand what my body needed. Right. So I would say the first several years I did, I did a lot of exercise, which I think um, definitely I can look back now and say, Thank you. Um, Eating for me, definitely. Eating for me was always, I wasn't into a lot of junk food. Chocolate isn't a big one for me. So I'd give anything chocolate isn't a big one for me. I know. I know (laughs) it is for everybody asks me if I've got dropped in my head. So eating better, what just made sense to me, what made sense to me, even though we didn't discuss it back then, that if you don't move it, you'll lose it which had a lot to do. Obviously that was a big impact for me. Is there a part of my body I was willing to lose? 
Right. And it was absolutely not. So yeah, that's a great question to ask people. Yeah, for like sure. Which, which part are you okay with losing? Yeah. Yeah. We just won't work that part then. Yeah. We'll just I say that, that wakes people up. Yeah, it does. And like, <laughs> do you want to lose your arm, your ability to pick up your child or lift groceries or so it's, it's, it's important that MS patients know, and autoimmune patients know there's a way to move safely and work out without jumping and, and things that we, we can't sometimes do. That's not good for our bodies. Yeah. So you had already been a trainer, but how did you like winnow it down to specifically MS and autoimmune? So that was, that was hard because for a long time, I mean, I was, I was the manager at this gym. It was the first one of its kind to be um, this, the studio of when it became hit workouts and um, oh, yeah. circuit training and muscle confusion. And so I would be literally in, in a spotlight and have to do something like, you know, lunges or jumping and just praying, like, please don't, please don't let me fall. Yeah. Um, it was really hard because people didn't understand it at all. So they would look at me like, what's, what's wrong with you? Yeah. Like do it. And I'd be like, okay. And so yeah. you, you didn't, you, we, I didn't say a lot. I just did what I could do. I worked a lot. I was also going through a divorce. Mm. So I felt the pressure to keep it under wraps, keep my mouth shut yeah. and okay. work as many hours as I could mm-hmm. to provide. I realized after having a giant relapse that mm. something had to change. Yeah. So how do you do that as a single mom? I, it was very, I didn't know I, there were any other options. So I tried to slow down as much as I could and try to live on as little as we could. Mm-hmm. Then things started to change for me. I would say um, I started looking into other jobs as a trainer that wouldn't be, that didn't have so many. I started doing um, spinning. So I would spin. God, it, it was boring. I just well, didn't like it. Well, that sounds painful too. Boring and just hot and painful, and like your right. butt would hurt. And and I, then you're jumping up and you're trying to like sound super excited. So yeah, it was a lot of a lot of learning what training would do with me. So I would say the best part was it was I, I realized as many times as I was going into manage places and help them get started. That was kind of a newer thing taking some off my body and helping them create a new, a new gym, a new business, uh, what it would look like. Mm-hmm. So then I was doing that, but also realizing I was losing clients during that time. Mm-hmm. So what I did was make my own gym. So when I did that uh, with my husband, who wasn't my husband yet, <laughs> he was, we were dating and we actually started in my garage and it was Very kind cool. of just, you know, to see how many people were still interested, how many people wanted to do this. And so I started to work with some of my MS clients because I had that facility and the ability to do it Mm -hmm. and then teach classes, do personal training. So that was the beginning. And then moving to a different city into an actual place because we couldn't fit into the garage anymore. So that's a good problem to have. Yeah. And that's when you said, these are my people. I'm going to yeah. keep it to, these are yeah. the folks I'm going to help. Awesome. Yeah. I didn't like the big classes. I didn't ever feel like it was fair to look at 30 people and say, that was all, you did a great job. When I really, I, I one trainer can't see that. Yeah. So it was always important to me to have form and to have smaller classes. So that was always a, a big thing for me. The other thing was I was getting more notoriety as 
an MS patient as an mm-hmm. MS owner of a gym. So I would get phone calls. Can you work with me? And then it began to get more certifications, things like that, to be able to slow down. And then that was so exciting to be able to start doing, to see the progress and to be able to slow my body down mm-hmm. and to say, you know, this workout's going to help us with drop foot. This is going to help us move our our upper body. So we did, I started doing a lot of that and learning, getting more certifications. And I mean, goodness, in COVID, that gave us a great opportunity to do that. So Good. You used that for good rather than evil. (laughs) Well, yes. And really what it did is it gave us an opportunity to to work with MS patients and autoimmune patients in any country because it gave us the ability to do it via Zoom which was beautiful. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah, It is a beautiful, beautiful thing to work remotely is a gift. Why did you choose the name disrupt? So I I get asked that a lot. I love the word disrupt. Uh I, it just, when it came to me, I had a lot of people that were, I'd done a contest to come up with words. This was Mm. gosh, eight, nine years ago. And um, this was just going to be for my personal training. And then I loved I love the idea of disrupting what we think we cannot do. Disrupting our idea of, oh, I thought this is how I was supposed to eat. I thought I wasn't even allowed to exercise. I thought I didn't even know I could do that. Look what I I can now. I can now squat with MS. I can now use my arms and I can pick up my child. Disrupting this idea that you can't do anything. That are the things you're unable to do. Disrupt the I can't. Yes. I like it. Yes. The doors to the Patients Getting Paid membership community are now wide open. This is a community of people with chronic illness learning to find and create flexible remote work that accommodates their health. I call us chronicpreneurs. There are trainings, coaching calls, networking opportunities, co-workings, and a ton of resources. Want to take better care of yourself and still generate an income? Join us at patientsgettingpaid.com. I saw somewhere you said that circuit training is the most effective and efficient workout for both healthy and autoimmune clients. Tell me about that. Because when I think of circuit training, Mm -hmm. I think of being at a gym and going from station to station as quickly as possible. Is that basically it? Um, It can be. So if I have a regular class. What do you mean by it? (laughs) So it it goes, it is going to station to station. Now we're talking after, after COVID bodies can't do that as quickly. So it's taking, because remember it was masked and then it was, if you've got your vaccine, now you don't have to be masked. So there were a lot of changes, but what, what I really wanted to see was going to station, but the stations were not as intense. The stations were, you could do, there were options. So at every station you had the option. So if it was a circuit, if it was a station that you were doing cardio, cardio may look different for you and I than cardio looks for um, my 30 year old client that is completely healthy. Right. So it, it's giving those options and it's amazing how many clients choose the option that an MS or a, an autoimmune client has because there's been so many things with their hips. Yeah. Now, if I'm doing circuit training with my MS clients, let's say I have a zoom and I have one of these. So I do zooms with autoimmune 
clients. And when I do that, we've got some of them in a chair, some of them standing. Mm -hmm. So when we do a station, I'll say, okay, we've got 30 seconds on. Now I want you to breathe. Give me some time. Give me 30 seconds, breathe, sip of water. Then we're going to go to the next thing. So for them, I do a lot of bands. So a lot of band work. So strengthening our upper body, strengthening the, like I said, the parts that we don't want to lose, which is everything. And then going to the legs, but helping them understand too, it's, it's full body. It's not just our legs. Yeah. So people can sign up with you obviously from anywhere. And then do you say to them, well, here are the types of bands you need to get, get that. And then when we meet, that's what we'll use. That's our resistance. Yeah. And I'll send them also an email that says, you know, this training session, I want your bands on the door. This training session, you're going to be seated and we're just going to use the small loop bands. So depending on on what they're doing, I'll let them know ahead of time. Takes away the nervousness of, I don't know what we're doing today. So they've got this idea and set up. So they know like, I need to be set up with this. And now now I feel ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. And and showing things like um, my clients, things like this, which help me see them. So it's a phone. So let's say they're using their phone, right? To do Uh the Zoom with me. So this allows them to point it down so I can see them on the floor and I can see them if they need, if I need it up. So that way I can, I can truly see what they're doing and not just say, well, it looks great, but I can really see them. So do you send them a list of things that they need to purchase before your first? Oh, smart. Super smart. I love this. Yeah. So how does neurologic illness impact how you physically train people? Because you've trained healthy and you've trained right. us. Um, so how does that yes. I would say, you know, it, it, that's an interesting question because in the beginning of my MS training, I had um, one of my counselors from childhood asked me, is this going to be too much for you to see some of the things that you're not, you're not there yet. Some of the patients and the clients that you have that are further than oh, you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that, yeah. Mm-hmm. is that going to be something that is depressing for you? Gives you anxiety. And, you know, I thought on it and I thought, no. And I, and I believe Kathy, it's honestly, because I've done so much speaking with MS clients. I've done that so much that I feel very comfortable talking mm-hmm. with them and letting them know. I'll also send them a video of what we did. So they oh, can see their progress great. as well. Yeah. Cause cog so, fog might make you forget what you just right, did. I exactly. like that. That's great. And so if I have homework, then they can see that as well. They know what their homework right. is. Um, so awesome. I feel like that has been very, you know, learning how to do this in a way that helps them and circuit training for them. Like I said, 30 seconds, and then we're going to take, we're going to take a break. So yeah. take that break. We'll do 10, 10, 12 reps of something. Mm-hmm. Now I need you to 30 seconds, take a break, drink some yeah. water it would be a good time to ask me questions because during the time that they're focusing on those reps, I need their mind focused on what they're doing. Concentrating. Yeah. So I don't play music and I don't talk to them during what they're, unless, unless I see something really bad with their form that could injure them. And is that different than when you work with healthy patients? Do you have Um, music on and you talk to them while they're working? I got you. So when I'm with healthy patients, distracting. Yes, they're, they've got it going. I will turn it down if I see something yeah. and say, hold, you know, pause. But for our autoimmune clients, there's so many things going on and we're so distracted that not having music, but just having the two of us yeah. is, I've, I've found that to be probably the best way. 
Oh yeah. That sensory overload yes. can just hit me out of nowhere. You know where I've really found it's true. And I, I resisted. It was obviously this was what was affecting me, but I resisted that for a long time, but it's at the grocery store. Every time I come back from the grocery store, I am so overloaded. Um, yes. I need to lay down. It's just too yeah. much. It's there's yeah. too many things. And I've gone to a really small grocery store now to help okay. with that, which Interesting. does. I do the same. Yeah, it does help, but it's still, it's still too much and I need yeah. to lay down. So I love that you recognize that. And like, you got rid of the music, you got rid of yeah. it. Cause that's exactly right. When I'm trying to talk to yeah. somebody and there's music and there's it's yeah, I can shut down pretty quick. Right. You know, I've, I've worked really hard. I've been doing the same things I do with my, with my patients, with my clients. Yeah. So I'm starting to be able to run a little bit. Now, is that something that I want to show off with, with a, a client that is really struggling to get right? Sometimes knowing the client, it can be encouraging. Mm-hmm. Sometimes with the client, you've got to know your clients. Right. Is that going to be a discouraging for yeah. them? So it's a lot of knowing your clients, getting to know them asking questions, yeah. knowing about them. So then you know how to train them properly Yeah, because it's not just, it's not just about movement. It's about also emotional training as well. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. And so I know that you train across the spectrum of autoimmune, Yes, but in terms of MS specifically, are there specific things? Well, I bet like foot drop, right? I yes. bet there are some specific yeah. things that you really yes. work on yeah. for your MS folks. So we do a lot of uh, almost always band work. There's a couple that can do the weights, but I have them stop. So let's say we're going to go up and do a press, right? Mm-hmm. You've got your bands, you're ready to go. You're ready to do it with me, Kathy? Okay. Sure. So let's okay. say I'm going to do a shoulder all the way up. Okay. Okay. So let's say I, I'm noticing one's here and one's here. Oh, I'm yeah. going to say, go with the weaker arm. Oh, you stay okay. with that arm. Oh, I like We're that. not going to go with the stronger. We're going to stay because we want them yeah. to be even. We want yeah. strength in both. So we'll do that. Um, a lot of times that's with the band. And so they're learning how to do that. The learning muscles, also not the same thing because that gets boring, right? So if we're working chest and we're just doing chest, um, then I'm just having them do chest all the time. And we're just doing, you know, bringing it in, doing chest and pushing out with just a chest press. So mm-hmm. I like to have them do a chest fly with me. So we're getting different areas. Uh, so I do a lot of things that change because if you're like me, I get bored easy. So yes, I get bored with my workout. I, I want things to change. So I feel like that's giving me a little edge up on it is that yeah. I think, well, we know females rule the world, right? But we know that we're more, I feel that we're more in tune with their emotions. And if they, if they are not having a good day, I could say, you know what, hold, let's, let's do five minutes of breathing and then let's start because your mind's not connected when you've got so many distractions. So let's pause. Right. And that's huge. And I've never had an MS client say, no, let's keep going. They always like, yes, yes. Let's do that. (laughs) Right. I bet. Yeah. Awesome. So as I recall, you were not, well, I know you weren't married to your current husband when you were right. diagnosed with MS. Okay. Right. Do you mind sharing the impact of your diagnosis on that relationship at the time when you were diagnosed and how you negotiated the difficult task of sharing your diagnosis while dating? Yes. Okay. I get these questions a lot. <laughs> I, I bet you do. married when I got my <laughs> diagnosis. So I don't know. I can only imagine yeah. what that would I be mean, like. I was married when I got my diagnosis. Mm-hmm. So that was that was difficult. We didn't have a great marriage. So 
it was one of those. So that staying, didn't help. No. Um, you know, interestingly enough, this is another show, but I found that, and we've talked a lot about, I know you talk a lot about patients that stay in a marriage for the wrong reasons. And it was definitely, but the kids, what do you do without the insurance? Um, things like that, that we didn't know. Kids, about insurance, money. Yep. And, and now I'm a pastor's wife. What do I do with that? Mm. Pastor's wives don't leave. We're perfect. Right. We don't do anything yeah. wrong. There's no so, divorces there. No, no way. <laughs> so you're you're just out of the church after that. Right. So it was tricky. So after the divorce, I did not have any desire to date at all. Um, I would go on, you know, my friends would set me up and I'd go on some dates and it was like, I'm just not ready. Then all of a sudden this guy comes into the gym that I, so it was a bigger gym and they had asked specific uh, trainers from like the best gyms in our area to uh-huh. teach specific classes. So I was in this class and all of a sudden this guy walks in and I'm like, nice to meet you. And so after about 10 of my classes, he said, do you do personal training? I said, yes, I do. And he said, would you mind training me? So I trained him for, I think a couple of years and we knew oh each gosh. other very well right? Uh-huh. as friends, but he had already known that I don't date clients. So that was something that he had found out. So uh-huh. he's trying to think of, you know, how do I do this? I'd really like to ask her out. Um, yeah. We've got this great I quit, friendship. Will you go out with me? <laughs> yeah. So that was exactly it. So he said, if if I stop training with you, could I go on a date? Would you go on a date with me? And I said, Aww. what jerk? Like fires a single mom. So that was my answer. I didn't make it easy on this man at all. So he already knew I had MS. It came... Um, into a time I was training him and I couldn't see where to put the, um, for lack of a better word, I had to put the pin in and um, I could not see it. And so I had to ask him and I said, you know what, I'm just going to let you know, I have multiple sclerosis. So sometimes I I struggle with seeing some things. And it's funky. Yeah, it's real funky. (laughs) So um, I felt like, you know, I didn't think I'd be dating the man. So I thought, you know, it's okay to say it. Yeah. So dating was interesting to say the least in the beginning, because what do we do? We want to keep up. I want to feel normal. I want to feel like I can, oh, sure. I can drink as many. I can drink Manhattan's. What's a Manhattan? I don't know, but it sounds sophisticated. So two of those. And I was like, knock you right on your head. And that's where I was. So I was like, drinks that they'll feel like they have. Right. Let me just, I was like, (laughs) so um, know that that does not work for me. Then we went on another couple dates and he asked me to come out. He has a boat. He asked me to come out on his boat and mm-hmm. had the nerve to say, when I asked, what can I bring your toothbrush? So Ooh. I obviously wanted to oh, go because it was like, all I know, right. It was like <laughs> angel devil because right. my best friend that's very Christian would say, go home. My best friend that's also Christian, but likes to have fun said, yeah. get there now. Right. To his house. You need to have some fun. Press toothpaste. It's done. Get over there. Get there. (laughs) So um, we just immediately, we already had this friendship and it took about two seconds for it to get, okay, this is serious. And so my deal with my kids was always, I won't talk to you about um, any relationship. And they'd say, what relationship will you be? But unless it's serious. So that was our deal. So it was getting serious. And I said, I am dating someone and it is getting serious. How'd it took a little that? bit. Um, all really well. I mean, they all really, you know, we would talk about all the time, like what are our kids going to, what are they going to be like? Yeah. We have five total and they all get along great. 
Um, they, they're very helpful with, you know, being a team. My, my, my stepdaughter was awesome about getting us moving. So we moved during this and I'll talk about that. That really was a transition in, in the MS and getting paid in a very different way. So we, um, the kids really helped a lot with that and, and, and really doing a team with them. So they, anytime I need help, I'll call one of them and say, could you do this? Could you help me with this? Which is a, a great part of having that team. Yeah. What a support. I was going to say, we've actually talked many times and you've interviewed me for your podcast too. So yes. I've seen your husband here and there. Yes. and. And he seems very supportive and very, really very much you know, loving yeah. for you. It's it's lovely to see. Thank you. Congratulations. I, thank you. <laughs> so yeah, we got married in 2019. And I think that he always saw me so strong. I never really had any bad relapses or anything while I was while we were dating or even married. Then all of a sudden we fast forward to right before COVID, and I get a phone call from my neurologist at the time saying, We've got a problem. Your numbers are up. So I was on Ty Sabri. My numbers were up and I was then um, JC positive. Mm -hmm. So we're going, I'm trying to figure out what am I going to get on? How am I going to do this? And was just not getting any real responses from my neurologist. Um, Everybody was so COVID COVID Mm -hmm. that I'm like, my numbers are going up and I still have no idea. So it was a lot of of, um, confusion during that time. Yeah. led me to, um, I'm like, I, I think, you know, this now I'm on Ocrevus. I don't love it. I'm going to give it one more try. And, um, has not been, has not been pleasant, um, mm-hmm. six months. So doing all this okay. with me, I think that it really helped our marriage for him to mm-hmm. see the different areas, how MS can affect you and how every doctor's appointment is just shuffling drugs. Yeah. And yeah. he was like, Everywhere you go, they're just shuffling your drugs around. Yeah, I know. That's a good way of putting it. That is so true. Yeah. Um. So the sorry, I'm going to bounce a little bit, but you know, okay. the COVID head. Right. I mean, I can bounce with you. Head. <laughs> <laughs> so the back to disrupt fitness and the online component of that mm. is that like a one-on-one. Oh, what am I trying to say? Training or, or is it like a membership? Like, is it like a gym type of thing monthly? Um, so we're talking the MS patients or just the, the gym itself, the, well, the online component, if somebody okay, so, you know, were to look you up and said, I'm yeah. in wherever Wyoming, right. I want to work with you. Is that, is that like yeah. a, a package deal? Is it a yeah. subscription? Or so no? I really, yeah, sub- subscription and what they, what I really find is that we try to come up with a number. Okay. So a number a week, um, obviously one time a week, isn't going to do a lot. So I try to get them two times at least, Mm -hmm. and then, then really trying to find a price that works with them Mm -hmm. and works with me as a business owner so that I can stay in business. And so that is the tricky part. As you can imagine, as I revamp, it really changed my model over completely. I do find it difficult in the autoimmune world for them to understand that this is a business and not free. So I do a lot of free content I give them, but when it comes to now we're moving to this and this is a paid membership or program, I get, I get some pushback sometimes from that. So that's, yeah, that that's interesting to me. That has happened to me on a number of occasions and, and I'm, I'm never sure what to do with that because I think, 
you know, there seems to be this notion that if you, particularly if you have the disease and you're working with people that have the disease, that it needs to be 100% altruistic on your part. And I always think, well, how do you think I'm, so I'm supposed to use all my time to help you. And how am I supposed to pay my mortgage? Exactly. And all the certifications and the, yes, anything. I mean, like exactly live to It's really interesting. And I've seen this across the board. Yeah in patient advocacy, unfortunately. Yes. So yes. we're just, we're just re-educating people. Yes. It is. It really, it really is under the understanding. What is it worth to you? Yeah. Right. What is your ability to walk? What is your, how bad do you want your life back and the things that you're missing? Mm-hmm. I can't put a number on that. I can give you what I can, can work out with you. Right. And, well, and your time's valuable. I mean, yes. you've put in all of these years of, you know, gaining experience and knowledge yes. and learning and certifications and everything. So, yeah, you know, so it, that has been, I'm worth it. <laughs> I'm worth it. So it has been, it has been a very tricky, a uh, tricky yeah. part. You know, the podcast is something, you know, you yeah. get paid for it. Yeah. So let's talk about your new podcast. I was just on it. (laughs) Yes, you were. You were my guest. Thank you so much. We talked so long. We had to break it in two. It was so fun. I know. It was really fun. But Um, I wanted to get it out so that the patient I wanted, and I just talk about it all the time. My patients that aren't getting paid, I'm like, well, here you go. Here, you got to go on. Come the patients getting paid. Well, that's always a big frustration for me is I had an interview this morning and she is doing some amazing things. She's a nurse. And she's going to be working with a team to help re-educate them, not just with um, medical, but also in a lot of the um, the wellness program things. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, with I, with so many patients now saying, I'm just getting off everything, but not having an education on how, what does that look like? Right. So wanting to have some, some fun with the podcast, but also education. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was my question. So that's um that's free. That's free to anyone. Right. Every content. Yes. So what yes. do you? I mean, I know what we talked about, but just tell everybody what kind of what kind of podcast it is and what you're doing. Yes. There. So Move It or Lose It podcast was a podcast that has been on my heart to do for I would say ten years, and then it was just kind of a dream. But we know mm-hmm. that a dream doesn't come true unless you put feet to it, and so it was really trying to learn. And my husband was really helpful in that, that I really wanted to do this. Mm -hmm. And, um, and during what really pushed me even more, I I put a pause on that during COVID. I thought, you know, it's not the time I had already done some speaking engagements and said that it was going to come out June of 2020. Well, that wasn't going to happen. So what it did help me do is do some more research, what I wanted and move it or lose it was so important to me. And putting disrupt in a lot of it because move it or lose it is if we don't understand movement, we will lose so many things and to educate on that and to have um, people like you come on that have education in patients getting paid. How do we do that? That's a scary thing when we know it's time for us to let go of some of the things we're doing, the job that we had, right? How do we do this? And as I'm working through this now, the podcast, like you said, is a free, but for me, I want it to be fun, educational, where sometimes I'm I'm talking with another MSer and we might be swearing. We might just be cussing out, doing tips and tricks, 
Um, you know, you, I don't like that. I no, do not like that cussing. You're not a cusser. <laughs> Although you are, um, every time since we did ours, I get an email or a, a text saying that was my favorite. I loved, I love how funny Kathy is. Oh, oh really? Oh, thanks. Everybody likes a good F-bomb. Oh yeah. Everybody <laughs> loves honest. a good F-bomb. Absolutely. So <laughs> and a glass of, too bad it's not later. We could have had a glass of Pinot Noir together, a glass right. of wine or something. Well, so nobody but us knows what time it is, sister. Exactly. We could, we I mean, there. I'm not saying what's in here. I'm just, right. Well, I know this is clear liquid, so you know it's not wine, but it could be vodka. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows, Jen? Know. Whatever. No judgment. No judgment. <laughs> no judgment. <laughs> Whatever gets you through the night. So your plan then with your podcast, just grow that and provide information yes. and motivation. Yeah. For and I've got some, and- exactly. I've got some companies like Coltac, um, really Relief Pack, and some companies that I can um, advertise on the yeah. show and they give me, I don't get paid for that yet, Yeah. Um, but I am going to like, I'll start to do some more IG things, um, mm-hmm. you know, go on and speak, which is always so fun to get on and just, but here I am, but yeah. really just showing them the things that they can be used for, how I use them. Right. Um, and, and being bold to, you know, this being bold to contact someone like a doctor or, and say, you, you know, you would miss out if you didn't do this podcast, it would be right. so having confidence, I would, I think, and, um, for me, you know, making it fun, making it educational, but also really making it meaningful as well. So I, I, I really enjoy it. I, I would love to, to write. I have, um, some ghostwriters that are helping me doing some blogging. Good, because good. as we talked about, writing is just not my thing. Mm-hmm. So the podcast just seemed so it made sense since mm-hmm. I've done so much speaking that why would I not do a podcast? Yeah. If you're chatty, Kathy, already, why not? Exactly. Up? Right. Yeah. Why not yeah. talk Hence, about that? F-U-M-S was born. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yep. So okay. that's really it. And Kathy, okay. I think, you know, my goal is to really be you. <laughs> I want to be you. I want to beat you. I, I want, I want to be much, I want to be the top podcaster, not you. No, I'm kidding. I love you. And you've inspired me tremendously, oh, but thanks. with that, it's, it's to educate and grow it and get paid for it at some point. Yeah. So that's the thing is, you know, doing the zoom classes. So, you know, we're in the middle of the free zoom and then it'll turn into where you have to pay. Right. So that's, that's the, that's the kickback that you get, you know, you right. get that fight or flight. And it's like, well, you got to be confident to say, you know, this may not, but then not quit. Right. 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 We are and, and really saying that exactly <laughs> saying that to yourself as many times as it takes, exactly. is that worth it? And, exactly. and just, I would say just plugging along. What is it that you're, and I love in your email with yours that you send different options that are open. So, you know, during my podcast, I've met amazing people, which I know you have, and actually, one of the girls that I did an interview with, Melody, is actually now doing my social media for oh. all my MS stuff. Oh, that's so I really needed to beef that up and yeah. show people how they could get to me. And so she is building a website and so doing a lot of things that I'm just really excited about. So I have two girls that are working together to help with that. So excellent. But how, how do you pay them when you're not making money? Yeah, right. I know. I know all about that (laughs) since I started this in 2011. Yeah. I know a little something about that. Um, How are you doing health-wise? How's your health? I would say stronger 
at times, days I am exhausted. You know, I'm not going to be able to stay up and do this. I've stopped doing all early morning training. So I used to teach at five, I would do a 5.30 a.m. class. I don't do those anymore, right? So really giving myself time and giving myself um, the patience that I give my clients and my other, you know, I don't give it to myself, right? right? I don't do that to myself. I push Mm -hmm. and push too hard. So it's listening to the team of people, right? So you have this team of a best friend, a spouse, a And if I'm not listening when they're saying, you need to calm down, you need to slow it down, then I'm not doing myself any favors. Mm -hmm. So health-wise, I feel like probably you do. Some days I feel great. I can accomplish a lot. And the other days I'm like, the grocery store is it today. Yeah. I could do maybe. Some days are diamonds. Some days are stones. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, if people want to learn more about you and your business, where can they find you online? So they can go on to my disrupt fitness gym at gmail.com. They can go on to MS move it or lose it, which is on Instagram. So that's, those are my two Instagram handles. So, and then also there'll be a website very soon. I mean, email would be the best I would say. And, and really going on um, DM me. And let me know, Um, Facebook, message me, my Facebook, I would say, go on to the disrupt fitness gym. And I would say, leave me a message. And until the website, once the website's up, that's how you do it. But until that's up. Email address. Email email. disrupt is disrupt fitness gym at gmail.com. Okay. And all of these will be in the show notes. So yes, no worries, everybody just, you can find them there. And I'll send it to you because there will be an MS website as well. And so um, website, but also an email. So I'll send that to you as well. Fantastic. And we'll put it in here. Well, thanks so much for being here with me today, Kathy. I really appreciated it. And one more thing. Yeah, here in the FUMS nation, this is my favorite part. Um, yes. Speak to this stupid disease as it deserves, and we tell it FUMS every right. day. Would you meet us in the absolutely MS with middle fingers extended? Of yes. course, ready? Of course, ready. One, two, two three, three. Fuck you, MS. <laughs> you went there. I went there. Thank Love you. Thank you, so much. Thank you Kathleen. Take care. Bye. You too. Okay. Quick shout out to Steve Woodward at podcastingeditor.com for the fantastic work on this podcast, including editing, show notes, and ingenious ideas. If you'd like help with your podcast, whether you're just starting out or an old pro, visit podcastingeditor.com and tell Steve I sent you. Thanks, everybody. I really appreciate you listening to the FUMS Podcast Show. Be sure to subscribe to it so you won't miss an episode. You can do that right on the website at FUMSnow.com. While you're there, sign up for the free email list so you'll be among the first to know of any new findings in MS research, new therapies and products, as well as any blog posts and podcast episodes I release. Want to chat with others in the FUMS community? Join us on Facebook at FUMS Now. Thanks again, and don't forget to talk to the stupid disease as it deserves. Tell it FUMS every day.